I just got through watching a video by one of my personal heroes, Annie Cyrus. Now, why do I call Annie Cyrus a hero? Well, I did something very unusual this week. I went to see a movie by Clint Eastwood about jihad in Europe called The 1517 to Paris. These were real heroes because these were flawed people, people with their own problems, but when the time came to be courageous, they moved in the face of fear. Now, before this movie were a lot of previews of movies that are coming to this theater, and I was struck by, although they talk about heroes, these are not real heroes. These are computer graphics heroes. These are artificial people who are superheroes. So those aren't real heroes, but people like Annie Cyrus and the men on the train to Paris were. Now, this was a video in which a man talked about his objections to what Annie had said in a lecture about Sharia. Now, he's not capable of really talking about Islam, so he comes back to talk about Muslims, Muslims he's known and what they said. Now, he doesn't know it, but he's displaying his ignorance because he thinks that whatever a Muslim says is Islam. Now, this is very advantageous. Why? Because you can find a Muslim who will say what you want to hear, so you can say Islam is what you want it to be. But there's only one Muslim who counts. Listen to Muhammad, and this man knew nothing about Muhammad. He's also confused about cause and effect. Now, I'm a scientist, and I love cause and effect, so let me address this problem. Islam creates Muslims. Muslims do not create Islam. So people start talking about Muslims when they don't know anything about the Quran, the Sirah, and the Hadith. Now, here's what's really strange, and Annie experiences this. When you quote Quran, Sirah, Hadith, they call you a hater. Isn't that strange? I'm one of America's top Islamophobes. Why? Because I say what Islam says. I say what Muhammad said and did. Then he comes back to the standard argument. But it all depends on how you interpret it. Well, let's take an interpretation moment. Some men came to Muhammad and wound up converting to Islam and then leaving Islam and stealing his camels. Muhammad had their hands and feet cut off, cauterized so they wouldn't bleed to death, put out their eyes with hot nails, then threw them in the sun on sharp rocks to die of starvation. Now, how do you interpret that? Well, here's one interpretation. Becoming an apostate can cause you to get killed, which is one of the reasons I say Annie Cyrus is a hero. Then our man, the opponent of Annie, says, well, what about this bad stuff in the Bible too? Well, this is a standard riff, comparative religion. They don't know anything about Islam, so they talk about what they do know, which is a religion, usually either Judaism or Christianity. Now, I've had this happen in my lectures, and so what I tell them is, sir, this is a lecture on Islam. You want the lecture on comparative religion. It's down the hall to the right. So what these people are doing is they don't know anything about Islam, so they talk about what they do know. And they wind up waving and saying, oh, well, all religions are bad. But then they pull out their ace in the hole. They know a verse of the Quran, and so they quote it. Now, this is truly the mark of ignorance because they don't understand that the Quran is a dualistic document. Muhammad preached the religion of peace for 13 years in Mecca and converted about 150 people. He then moved to Medina, where he became a politician and a jihadist. He committed some 95 acts of jihad. But when he died, he was a complete success, and all the Arabs were Muslims. So, what do we learn from this? Islam is the religion of peace and the politics of jihad. But those contradict each other. Yes, that's the nature of dualism. Then he says, well, you think that Sharia will take over this country? Well, there's not a chance of that. Well, this man says in another way, I don't know anything about Islamic history. Islam invaded what we call Turkey in 1453. It took centuries 
for Turkey to become completely Sharia compliant, but it happened. You see, there's a law of Islamic saturation. Once Islam enters a society, given enough time, centuries, it will become completely Islamic. Now, this man's arguments are so standard, and yet he thinks he's so intelligent and so original and virtuous. Now, here's the moral of the story. Don't talk about Muslim, talk about Islam. And you be brave enough to talk about Islam, even though you're going to be called a bigot, a hater, a racist, and an Islamophobe. You can be a hero, too. Speak the truth.